Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, from the basement in beautiful Rockford, Illinois, is my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports, our resident Iowa State insider. And boy, do we have a special Thanksgiving week with some NCAA basketball on the horizon. And of course, our beloved National Football League. Nick, I am over the moon to have you alongside me. How are you doing tonight, my brother? You know, I generally have a pretty positive reaction to this. But this is going to be one of the better ones ever, bro. Not only to be able to kind of do this in person with you. One of my favorite holidays is coming up. Get kind of a nice reprieve with you and the family. Football, some decent food. The vibes are pretty good here, partner. Nick, as you would say, the vibes are immaculate. And we are sitting pretty here with a full slate of football games on the horizon for Thursday afternoon and some pretty special matchups in terms of Iowa State facing a remarkable program in the Villanova Wildcats amidst those NFL games. And then, of course, rivalry week in college football on Saturday. And the focal point of this show, folks, Bears and Jets at MetLife Sunday afternoon. So please strap in for a wild one. And as always, juice up! All right, Nick, as I just alluded to, our Chicago Bears have a true test on Sunday afternoon, second game in a row on the road, and a very interesting development today, uh, just a few hours before we recorded this, is that Robert Sala, Lebanese-American head coach in the National Football League, have to represent, has benched starting quarterback Zach Wilson and will be implementing none other than Mike White as QB1 of the Jets. And I personally believe this to be a positive for the Bears, but the odds makers thought otherwise, as we just checked before this recording, that the line has moved in favor of the Jets almost two full points, and the Jets are favored nearly a touchdown against the Bears. I think part of that is factoring in the potential that our star quarterback, Justin Fields, could not be playing on Sunday with a roughed-up left shoulder. So I'm feeling confident again about our offense if Justin Fields is on the football field Sunday. But it's another week where... I get my hopes up, especially when we talk together on this show. And ultimately, I'm let down because our defense fails us week in and week out. Yeah, you know, that's a really unfortunate but kind of true point about the Bears. I think you actually made a great point there, brother, in kind of the line potentially factoring in fields. That was something that I was thinking about as we kind of started the show, not necessarily in that moment. However, I personally think he plays. I know that he was in a lot of pain 
today, the day we record, uh, Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, but he was still practicing in some capacity. I believe they did a, a walkthrough, I believe, and he was in into it, but did admit that he's in a lot of pain, which is obviously, you know, really unfortunate. One of the few bright spots on the Bears this year. I personally think he plays. Either way, you're not going to get 100% Justin Fields. I disagree with you on kind of that Mike White aspect. I'll admit, I liked Wilson a little bit coming out of college. We'll fully admit that. Ever since the draft, I have not. I don't think he carries himself the best. Certainly doesn't have an NFL-level maturity. And, I mean, these guys are young. You know, I'm not a, a judgmental person. But I couldn't really be you know, kind of more disappointed than some of his recent actions. And I think football-wise, the Bears would have been able to force a turnover or two from him. Mike White, I don't know a ton about. I know that the fans are pretty excited about some things that he showed last year. And I think that there is a good reason. Either way, even if Fields is playing, the Jets should be favored because they've got a really top probably three, four defense at worst, which is weird to say. And I like Salah for a lot of reasons, so that is definitely cool for them. <laughs> but it's just another one of those spots where you feel like, you know, maybe they're likable, the other team has something going, but I'd love to taste a win again. Nick, you said a few things there that really caught my attention, and I'll start with Justin Fields. Of course, we would like for him to be 100%, but... I would say with any starting quarterback in this league, heading into week 12, you're not going to find a QB1 around the NFL that is 100% healthy, and there are going to be some bumps and bruises. But he took some really tough shots against the Atlanta Falcons last week in his homecoming. And he did mention to the media that he's in a great deal of pain. He did participate in practice I think that was minimal, especially considering that it was a walkthrough. But my main focus at this point, if he doesn't play Sunday, I would be okay with it because I want him to be healthy in an opportunity to finally defeat the Green Bay Packers next week at home at Soldier Field with a very much struggling Packers team. And if you're looking at this week, Nick, you talk about the Jets' defense. They are a stifling crew, and they have a defensive front that could very well get after the quarterback, especially considering the holes we have on our front five trying to protect Justin Fields. So if Fields does play, I think the Bears have a great opportunity to win solely based on the fact that I don't believe Mike White is capable of getting the job done in a shootout because that's what it would be if Justin Fields is at the helm. And the Jets rely heavily on their run game. Obviously, star RB, former Iowa State legend, Brees Hall is out with a torn ACL. But Michael Carter has been pretty consistent for them. He had a down week against the Patriots. But other than that, he plugged in and played well. I have him on a few fantasy teams, and he has risen to the occasion ever since Brees Hall went down. So I think we're in for another close matchup. It seems the Bears have an endless stretch of fourth-quarter finishes 
over the last month or so all going in favor of the opponent and I think it's time that they make a statement on the road and earn a victory heading into probably the most important game of the season in week 13 against the Packers. I, I will be honest, and I know that, you know, in life and oftentimes on this show, I'm, I'm kind of the optimist. I don't think I don't think Fields should play this week if he's in that much pain. Truly, as much as we hate to say it, we've never been this type of guy. They really are kind of playing for draft spots this year, and that's okay because of some of the good we've seen as long as things are better and fixed and in a more positive direction next year. Like Again, I think these things are going to be tough, not just because of the decent front that the Jets have that you mentioned, but I'm not sure how many secondaries you're taking over the Jets. I know that the Ravens one has looked good, Patriots, but... I'm thinking truly not too many. Maybe the certainly the Bills when they're all healthy back there, which they are not this year. But I mean, you you can't really say enough about guys like DJ Reed. Obviously, Sauce Gardner. It's a really good unit. I think Salah and and that defense have, has been terrific. And unfortunately, even though we love you know a guy like Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet's really coming into his own, they don't necessarily have a lot of game breakers at the position yet. Claypool hasn't done anything, unfortunately. So I'll disagree in the shootout aspect. I certainly think, of course, they could win with with Fields. And quite honestly, I think they could win with Trevor Simeon because you made a great point on the Jets' run game. I don't think the Jets are going to beat the Bears with the pass. Run game, generally a lot of clock. Simeon, game manager, they could stay in the game like that and make things interesting. I'm certainly excited because it's a Sunday. I should be able to watch a lot of the game, hopefully. And I think it's a great opportunity, again, for some of the members of this young defense, like Sanborn, Jaquan Brisker, who's getting a little buzz on on kind of some rating systems and things like that. He's certainly passed the eye test at times. But it, you're right about the fourth quarter thing. And I'm just not sure this is the week. My eyes are kind of on week, yeah, 13 with the Bears playing their 13th game of the year facing the Packers. Nick, you said something very important there in terms of this Jets defense and really their team as a whole. There was a point early on in the season where you could honestly say that the Jets had the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner and the offensive rookie of the year in Brees Hall. And I have the utmost confidence that Brees would have been the rookie of the year had he been healthy and played the full length of the season because he was on pace for well over 1,000 yards rushing in his rookie year, beating out Michael Carter for the starting job at tailback as they kind of split carries those first couple weeks. But you look at this game... And I said it, I don't want Justin Fields to play because I want him to be a full go against the Green Bay Packers. But if he does play, our offense should not have trouble scoring points. Yes, the Jets have a great defense. But Justin Fields has shown that he is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. And he's formed connections with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet 
far beyond what I had anticipated going into this season. You talk about Chase Claypool. He has not gotten involved at all since becoming a Bear, and that is truly unfortunate. I think it's something similar to what we saw with Allen Robinson last year in terms of Justin Fields coming in as a rookie as QB2 and only getting reps with Darnell Mooney in practice. And now Chase Claypool comes in the middle of the season still learning the offense and Justin Fields already has his guys that he looks for game in and game out. I also think that Luke Getze isn't necessarily calling plays where Chase Claypool is the number one or number two option. So that will come in time, may not even be this season. But I don't even feel confident going into this game. I would love to see a battle of the backups between Simeon and Mike White because you know it would be one of the ugliest football games you ever watched, but certainly entertaining. And it would go right along with this season as I have firmly declared 3-8, and eight, the Bears' current record, to be the ugliest I've ever seen in my life as a football fan. So before I give predictions for this game, Nick, I'm going to turn back the clock a little bit and give myself a pat on the back because I predicted something almost to a T in that Falcons game. I said Justin Fields would have two touchdowns, cross that off the list, and David Montgomery would also punch one through at the goal line. And you can mark that one down as well. So if I'm looking ahead at predictions for this game, I'm going in under the assumption that Justin Fields will be playing at QB1. I believe he throws for two touchdowns and rushes for one accounting for 21 points on the board for our beloved Chicago Bears. And if they are able to score that many points on this Jets defense, you would think they come away with a win. I like that. Uh, you know, don't hurt yourself too much, Patting pat yourself on the back. Those weren't super bold, but I like it. Uh, you know, again, I'm excited just because truly this is a spot for you know, away from Iowa a little bit, and I'll be able to really watch some football, which, you know, should be highly enjoyable. I will give both predictions on both sides here. Negative, uh, or kind of a negative bold prediction offensively. Still could lead to a win, but I think the Bears get more field goals than touchdowns. I think that's okay. I mean, that could still end up like 23 points. Um, so that, that's kind of how I'm feeling. And again, that's just so much respect to the Jets defense. Like I picked them up, I think in a fantasy league, obviously that doesn't always translate to real life with turnovers and things like that, but they were like number two or three in the league. And they're certainly a top five unit. I mean, Patriots aren't a special offense, but they were just held to three points offensively in that game. No touchdowns. Obviously, that brought up a lot of Zach Wilson stuff. But defense, I'm going to say, I will say two young players, so two guys in maybe their first year or two with the Bears, come up with a turnover. I kind of like Brisker and then 
Sanborn, maybe with a, a strip sack or something like that. But it's certainly going to be intriguing. It's hard to have such a feel when like White was just announced and we don't know about Justin. But I think we're on the same page because we, we love him and his ability so much and care about the Packers game. If he's not at least, what, 80, 85%? Because he's not going to be 103 days. Just rest him. I mean, this season, he that's been the biggest thing. He's shown what he can do. I'd love to see more from some of these younger pieces that hopefully we will have for a few years. But wins don't matter as much right now. We'd like to see a few for Eberflus. Nick, you're rounding out the show beautifully here. And I will say wins don't matter at all at this point. And I go into every game just desperately itching for a win. And I'm ultimately let down by 3 p.m. every Sunday afternoon. And I'm not even remotely a guy who cares about draft picks in the future. When I'm looking down the barrel at three hours of football... And watching this Bears offense flourish every Sunday. And, of course, the fourth quarter rolls around and we fall apart. So, the record is moot at this point. I just want to see wins. The losses continue to stack up. And I'm tired of it. I think the Jets are downtrodden right now. And this could be another ugly game in which they participated last week, like you mentioned against the New England Patriots. If Justin Fields plays, the Chicago Bears win this football game. If it is a game manager battle of the backups, I think you have to go ahead and trust the defense of the New York Jets that they would be able to get the job done against Trevor Simeon. Yes, he's played a great deal of football in this league. He was a starter in Denver. He knows how to play football. I even liked what I saw from him in training camp and early in preseason. But these are the big dogs on the New York Jets. That's a real defense from a defensive-minded head coach. They know how to dial it up. So QB1, Justin Fields plays. The Bears come away with a victory. Trevor Simeon, I say otherwise. For my defensive bold prediction, I don't know how we can even make them at this point because the Bears allow close to 30 points a game, which is preposterously bad. But I have to continue to roll with truly one of the lone bright spots, Jack Sanborn, stepping into a huge role at linebacker for these Bears. I think he gets in the grill mix of Mike White. And brings him down for two sacks. I like that a lot, brother. Not too much to add right now. Uh, you know, I feel like either way the Bears can win this. Of course, more confident in fields. But it would be kind of fun to watch a battle of the backups this week. And, you know, this kind of makes me question what New York's long-term plan is at quarterback. Because the rest of their roster, especially with guys like Brees Hall, is... Probably a top eight or nine roster in the NFL. So I, I don't really know what you do. There aren't a ton of veterans. Maybe you try to go for a guy like, I don't even know, Derek Carr or maybe a bridge like Andy Dalton. I, I really don't know. But it's going to be interesting. 
and excited for some football this weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Nick, you know I'm all about the festivities, and you talk about the Zach Wilson situation to kind of wrap up the show here. I absolutely love Salah's decision to sit that man down because he was incapable of holding himself accountable for Sunday's loss when his defense only allowed three points over the course of 60 minutes of football. That's how locked down this Jets defense is. And Zach Wilson couldn't even manage to cross the 40-yard line enough times to put up six points on the board. That's really all you needed was two field goals to win that game. And didn't hold himself even remotely responsible for Sunday's loss against the Patriots. So that is ultimately why he's sitting on the pine right now despite his 5-2 and two record as a starter this year. So you have to truly respect the coaching decision there and put the young man in his place. And I honestly, looking to the future for this Jets team, I would love to see Jimmy Garoppolo step into the major market as he's rolling with San Francisco this season, but... Kyle Shanahan has made it clear that Trey Lance will again try to be the starter once he's healthy next season. So why not Jimmy G in the Big Apple next year after likely taking San Francisco to the playoffs once again? That's my prediction. Obviously, it's way too early to tell, but I could see that working out very well because Jimmy G is not some stellar passer. He does rely on the talent of running backs. But that's for another day. So, folks, we are beyond grateful for another week of you tuning in. Nick, I am going with the battle of the backups because I hope to God Justin Fields rests up. And I am predicting for the first time in quite a while a Bears loss on the road. Ugly score. Going to be a grinded out type of game. I think the Jets come away with a 13-12 to 12 victory. Close one in the battle of the backups. Like you mentioned, a lot of field goals for the Bears. And we look ahead to the marquee matchup between the Bears and Packers. Justin Fields will be the first quarterback since Mitch Trubisky to get the job done against the arch rival up north. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And as always, just up, bear down forever.